welcome, 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 all you silky studs, to another episode of Silky and Filthy. I'm Trevor Bakes. He's Kyle Bowen. Both of us making shows on the Nux Misconduct Network, including this one right here, Silky and Filthy. You get a few other shows, and Kyle, I want to talk to you about one of those shows, Sipping on a Forty. Yeah, because man. How great are those episodes, eh? They're fantastic. Stepping up the production. That, yeah. It's raining in Vancouver. It's hey. stuck in my head, <laughs> um, and, and it's raining and not. On a good way in the city yeah right we, we cry uh, we crying right now <laughs> <laughs> before we get into that stuff and believe me uh, we're gonna go over over overreaction season today where basically i make a few statements and then we decide whether it's an overreaction or not uh, but before we get into that kyle yeah cool. I, I gotta bring up two things from the last episode of sipping on oh, 40 and i'm getting called out because uh, i was emotional yeah it was it was an emotional one and i mean you try to make it you know a feel-good atmosphere uh, Nick brought up that Step Brothers was yeah. one of the movies that makes him feel good, mm-hmm. and, and it just gave me all these bad flashbacks, man. I had, I had a really bad experience watching Step Brothers once. Uh oh, it's, it's a it's a crazy story. Uh oh. Okay, well, tell it. I guess is it yeah safe for well, my ears? Uh, safe for minors. Well, I was a minor at the time. <laughs> no, so I said I'm safe for my ears. <laughs> hey, oh, man, we put we ears. put an explicit warning on our hockey podcast for a reason. All right, this ain't our fault. This your fault. <laughs> hey, that's a bullshit. <laughs> okay, go, go, go. Yeah, so it was around the time, you know, ha- you know, 16-year-old kid, you know, having some fun, dabbling in the substances. Uh-oh. And let's just say we dabbled in one substance that we didn't think was that substance. And it was basically, you know, a form of acid. And the next thing I know, I'm by myself. It's the first time. This is my first experience with anything related to, to acid. So I'm by myself in, in this living room, and I can't find any of my friends. It's, it's, the house isn't that big. Can't find anybody. And I'm just alone in this room and Step Brothers is on the TV. And I just remember it was that scene where they're all at the dinner table and they're eating. And it's like all these close-ups of food and chewing. Oh, man. When you on one of those. Oh, man. It was probably one of the scariest moments of my life. Could you taste the food? Is that yeah. why you got scared? Because all I of a sudden you, you, you... I ran right out of there. You ran out of there because mashed potatoes were being thrown and at the dinner table. Really, I remember the noodles, too. The yeah, okay. Is that... Too. Can we just get into that... All right, and can somebody just slide into my DMs? You know, maybe don't don't give me those DMs about Drake anymore. I ain't doubting them. You're doubting them. Slide into my DMs and tell me if you actually had food fights at your house. Yo, if people were throwing food at my house, I'm just saying my parents would be disappointed, okay? They would be lost. I think they would feel as if they failed as parents coming here from Fiji, you know? So what's going on? Did you have fucking food fights at your family house? Oh, man, my house is probably the most immaculately clean house you've ever seen in your life. Like, my parents are absolute clean freaks. No wasting food. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm not a big fan of wasting food either. The only time I was really in a food fight was, like, grade four. And it was the last day of school, and we're in this little portable. And for some reason, like, the teachers, the supervisors were gone, and, and, and lunch just turned into a big classroom food fight. See, I fuck with that, man. I fuck with that, right? Yeah, Middle of the time, classroom, man. you feel as if you're in a fucking movie. In a damn yeah, it was movie. awesome, man. I just remember, like, you know, I, I was a pretty good kid at the time. So, you know, once it got going, I grabbed my strawberries, <laughs> start chucking them around the room. <laughs> yeah, okay. You know? Okay, before we start talking about hockey, I just want to know, like, what would be the most dangerous, a.k.a. most powerful food that you could have in a food fight? Okay, because now I'm thinking, bro, I wish hey, I was smoking right now, dude. <laughs> Shit, dude. Damn, imagine... I mean, there's foods that would cause more pain, but I think an egg gives you the double whammy because A, it hurts, and B, it's messy as fuck. Yeah, man. And there's that 5% chance that you might get cut. 5% exactly. chance. 
Yeah, risky business. We're talking about momentum, velocity, the way it cracks on your head. Maybe, just maybe, you'll get a slice. Um, I think the egg's a pretty damn weak answer, to be honest, all right? I've been in the game for a long time. I've been in the egging game. I've been egged myself, okay? Not a surprise, okay? K-Y-L-E-B-H-A-W-A-N. Getting fucking egged, walking down the street. It is what it is. Uh, but the egg, uh, yeah, it's not It's not a very powerful tool. Maybe it's messy. Uh, uh, I'm thinking, I'm thinking a cantaloupe, you know? Yeah, carry- like I was, no, I, I got like. But who's really carrying one of those things around? We're talking about the lunch cafeteria. Um, damn, bro. He's carrying a raw egg around. <laughs> I guess people who egg other people, I guess. Yeah, it would be one of those hard boiled eggs. Um, I guess my water bottle. That's all I'm chucking. One of those sturdy water bottles, you know? Fuck someone up, man. Even though I, I wouldn't, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, just just chucking it. Oh, like a boomerang, you get it back? Oh, man. That should be crazy. Some John Wick. Food fight shit. Hey, let's talk about hockey, okay? We're talking about Silky and Filthy. You're home for puck talk and bullshit on the Nux Misconduct Network. Go get it wherever you listen to podcasts. And, and I kind of somewhat mean this. I promise you, when you do it, your hockey life will get a little bit better. Uh, Vancouver's hockey life right now, you know, the West Coast, the best coast, this is a show of the Northwest buys. Yeah, it, it's sad, man. You know, I, I do I do run that segment, right? It's rain in Vancouver. We want to rain over this whole nation, but right now, Vancouver... <laughs> Our city's just in tears right now, man. Just in tears, man. Man, yeah, oh, man. And I think one of the main reasons that, uh, you know, we're crying over here in Vancouver, and, and it's the first one I'm going to bring up here on overreaction season, is, is that the lot of lines broken. Like, they're done. You look at some of the underlying numbers right now, not only are they nowhere near where they were last year, they're actually one of the worst lines in the league. You know, good old money puck, stats genius over there. Uh, he had a little stat about the worst lines in the league in terms of expected goals percentage. And the lotto line was in the bottom 10 with a bunch of other fourth lines uh, around the NHL. So I, I want to ask you, is, is that an overreaction? Is the lotto line done? Is it broken? No, or are they going to find a deuce again? Well, you know, you guys brought up all the fancy stats, the stats that <laughs> Kyle Bowen does not understand. But it does speak truth, right? When we're talking about those defensive stats being where they're at. And that that line is just unwilling right now to play any sort of defense. And I think it does stem from confidence. It stems from a couple things too, okay? This team is lacking an identity for sure. They, they really are. And they've had these five games against Montreal, right? These five games against Montreal where Toffoli scoring all these goals. That's a shot. That's a shot to the gut. That really is for competitive motherfuckers. That soon. That dude was just on your team. You know what I'm saying? And we kept that guy and that guy to, to let go of that guy. Are you serious? That's that's a, that's a shot to the the whole organization, the culture. It really is. It takes a lot of mental toughness to to get through that, and, and they need to show mental toughness right now because they're not playing well. They're not playing good hockey. They could go six and seven. So what? I said this, man. I said this. They're worse than mediocre right now. The way they're playing the game of hockey, and that's a scary thing. That really is. Yeah, and I I'm really curious what the conversation we're gonna have a, a week from now. Mm-hmm. You know, because things can change. Yeah, well. You know, you look at the best teams in Canada, and I wrote about it this morning on Next Best Conduct. To me, the best teams are, are Montreal, Calgary, and Toronto. Like those are your. Hey, that's a bullshit. <laughs> if you can't beat those teams, you're not going anywhere. And right now, the Canucks are one and six with one shootout win combined against Montreal and Calgary. So again, three next three games are against Toronto, and then the next four against Calgary. And that's like the what, season's hanging in the balance here. And that's what's really it, man. This three game set against Toronto. Because, you know, 13 games is going to turn into 16 games really quick. And you asked a really good, great question for any fan base across the board, right? You really got to start asking yourself before the 40-game mark, 
that, yo, I wonder what we're talking about next week. Because so much can change. It really can in a week. It really can. So I, I wonder about that too. And I don't, again, think that the fan base, the city is over-exaggerating because of what they're seeing on the ice. We're not even seeing a lot of bad luck. <laughs> we're just seeing bad hockey. And, and that's what's hard, hard to get, get hope from. And I understand, man. I understand. You know, some people think the city's crazy. I, I really don't think so, man. Because th this is some bullshit. It really is. It really is. You can't be doing this to Vancouver. You can't be doing this to Vancouver. It's too soon. It's too soon. Because not too long ago, they were doing this to Vancouver. Don't deserve it. 51 years, no cup. That's some yeah. bullshit, dude. It, it kind of looks like the guys out there are, are, are smoking the, some of the same <laughs> weed that you are right now. Like hey. some of the best weed ever. Because, you know, for guys that get paid millions of dollars to pass around a puck, they are making some terrible, terrible decisions out there. Like, mm. just mind-numbingly bad decisions with the They're puck. They're playing bad hockey. They were bad before, but, like, it's gone to a whole new level this year. Yeah. It's just, again, it's a confidence thing. And they could get a lot of confidence with success on this Toronto trip. Because at the other end of the spectrum, if they go 1-2 and two here, 0-3 oh against Toronto when the whole the whole hockey world is watching, right? Imagine that narrative that's about to get painted. Real talk. That's some dangerous. That's a dangerous narrative. You know, Canucks Twitter, the Canucks Nation, the Canucks Brass on the fan side of things, it's powerful. But imagine the whole nation getting to see the Canucks being an embarrassment. That can't happen, yo. That can't happen. It really can't. It, it definitely can't. And I, I kind of said today on Expert's Conic that, you know, Canucks pretty much got to win two or three against the Leafs if they want to have any sh any hope of you know, finishing in the upper echelon of the division. Damn, we already the majority of the games against Toronto. You've already lost a bunch to Montreal. You're going to be pretty far behind both of those teams. And then, like I said, you got four games against Calgary coming up after that. So it's a yeah. crucial stretch. Uh, no, Kyle, I wanted to ask you this because I was writing an article for Daily Hive today and, and I had a hard time answering some of these questions Whoa. myself. But, you know, I was writing about the rivalry between Toronto and the Canucks. Why you should hate Toronto? Uh, do you do you hate Toronto? Do you, uh, are you a part of that rivalry out no. here? No, no, man, no. You have to live through it to really gain that hate. Okay, I'm not gonna learn this hate or inhabit this fucking hate from a YouTube video. Okay, from a playoff series from way back when. I'm sorry. We told the people many times. It's an old conversation. But how can I hate Toronto when I was growing up watching this game, falling in love with the game? Toronto sucked. Toronto sucked ass. They were nothing. They were just annoying because they were always on TV, but they sucked. Yeah. You can't, you and can't, I think that's the main reason why people yeah. hate Toronto here. Because <laughs> what? Because they, they Cause did suck? The oh, because they're on TV all the time. Yo, do you have a fucking remote? You know what I'm saying? Change the channel. All right, you can change the algorithm up. Y'all got the power in your hands. Come on, man. Come on. I think it's just an easy narrative to hate, but do they truly mean it? Come on, Trevor. Come on. We don't really have to get into it, but <laughs> hate is a strong word. It's a really strong word. Do you really hate them? Like, I hate I hate the Seattle Seahawks. I, I genuinely hate them. I gen like I feel it in my fucking bones when it comes to sports teams. That's the only one where anytime we play them, I just hope and pray we don't lose because that's, that's a dagger, you know? You know what I'm saying? But as far as other sports teams go, I'm over it. I think you could say the Calgary Flames, but you took it to a whole other level there. Yeah, you know, I that's a good one, too. I've never ever appreciated Calgary. But there was a stretch there where they were just even worse than mediocre. They were just kind of, huh. And that was a long part of our lifetime too. I, maybe I'm lying about that. I, I do hate Calgary because I'm not giving them their due. I'm not giving them their due. They're just as successful over the last 20 years. 
next to the Canucks, I guess. Maybe not completely in wins and stuff like that, but when we talk about what really matters, you know what I'm saying? It's not that far off. Yeah, I mean, I think it was about like a year or so ago I did the misery, the 21st century misery rankings, and, and Calgary was a little bit more miserable mm-hmm. than the Canucks. But it's it's close. I mean, they both had their Okay, so their let, me, let, let me ask you this about, you know, hate, because I'm I'm now thinking of the lack of intensity. No, and the games are great, don't get me wrong, but I thought they would there would be more hate in these games. Do you feel as if that's going to happen in the regular season? Or are they going to wait to the playoffs for them to really kick it up a notch? Or do you see this happening around game 30? I think it's going to be pretty close to the end of the regular season, if not the playoffs. I just think, you know, especially in a condensed schedule, you can only trick yourself so many times into thinking that, you know, this is playoff hockey. This is do or die. Let's go balls to the wall. Yeah. Uh, you play these teams so many times. I think you got to conserve your energy a little bit. Um, so until teams are in really in desperate desperation mode and, and it's do or die hockey, I don't think we're going to quite see that. Uh, you know, unless we get an incident like, you know, Matt Kachuk and Zach Cassian from a couple of years ago where they just start going at it. Uh, that's about the, other, the only scenario where I see it. Yeah. Um, now, I'm telling you, one team that's not going to be going balls to the wall anytime sooner is the Montreal Canadiens because they don't need to. They're already great. And, in fact, this overreaction, they're good. Montreal Canadiens, they're winning the Stanley Cup. Whoa. Are you serious? That's a bold take, man. I, I, honestly, bro. Well, it's you, overreaction you, you, season, man. I think on. you said it with a little bit of like hope. You would put fifty bucks on that if you had fifty bucks laying around. Like you, you mean that? Because here's Ooh. one thing: this team is bizarre. This team is bizarre. This league is bizarre. This year is bizarre. The playoff format gives that one team coming out of Canada a twenty five percent chance at the Stanley Cup final, and this team, they're bought in. They're bought in. They they really are. They're playing as a collective unit. They're having fun. You can just feel it. You know? They're fun to watch too. They're fun to watch. You know, they they lack maybe that top fifty type of player. Maybe I'm throwing shade at, you know, Shea Weber. Maybe I'm throwing shade at Suzuki, you know? He's had points in what? All but one game this season? Yeah. Straight How about up. even Jeff Petrie? Jeff Petrie him. Who are these guys? They're just all playing together, man. Together. It's hard to build or sorry, beat a unit. Like that, hey, it's hard to build a unit like that too, man. It really is that that culture. And again, everyone is bought into the plan. They have the the players that I didn't think they did have to buy into the plan. And uh, I was totally wrong about this team. You know, we had we had homie on the show sipping on a forty. That the name is not crossing my mind. Hey, I'm just Kyle Bowen, okay? K Y L E B H A W A N. Not the smartest guy, okay? Forgot the guy's name, but he was on the show, and, and he still is waiting for Montreal to falter off. You know. He's waiting for them to plateau. Hey, they may plateau, but them plateauing may just still make them the best team in Canada because, again, they're playing as a fucking unit. It's crazy. And you know what? There's only two teams in Canada that can play defense, and it's Montreal and Calgary. And I just think, you know, Montreal is, you know, they're on on roids compared to what Calgary's putting up there right now. So if Montreal can even, like, keep this up at, like, 70% of what they're doing right now, they're going to win this division. No, Canadian, uh, Vancouver's winning. I can't. I can't even fathom thinking of another team winning this shit. To be honest, because I just want to be in that city that has that belt over this nation. Honestly, honestly speaking, because we ain't getting this again. We ain't getting this again. Now I want it, bro. I want it. Why do? Why do I always have to lose? You know what I'm saying? 
You know what I'm saying? This is going to get emotional, man. But why do I got to lose all the time? It ain't fair. I'm not even asking for the fucking cup. I'm asking for a division win. You know what I'm saying? And we got Montreal over here. Jeff fucking Petrie, you know? Leading this team to a damn Stanley. Fuck, man. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah I wish I had your optimism, man. But I could see you're kind of teetering a bit. Oh, like, dude, I was I'm teetering, man. If I could man. have some of that, uh, that weed you're smoking, maybe I'd be more optimistic. But... Uh, Yo, you, you I don't know, know what I'm married to a Sens fan, and so you know I just I'm just around that mediocrity all oh, the time. Oh damn! And he just looked up. His wife's probably there too. This guy chirps straight up, man. Front row seats, the chirps, man. This guy bowls, man. Trevor begs, Trevor begs. Kyle yeah, Bowen. This, this is the all the all the anxiety from this NHL season with the Canucks struggling, the Sens struggling. It's all culminating in this room right now. Oh man, dude, I feel the tension right now, bro. This guy chirping his wife right now. I wish you could see this, man. We trying to film more. We trying to get this up there. We some handsome motherfuckers, okay? We trying to get up there, but hey, I wish you could see that, man. Damn, bro, what an asshole, bro. What? I hope you're still changing the diapers, man. I'm still, I'm still changing the diapers, <laughs> but it's probably gone down like five percent. Oh. I'm probably only changing seventy percent of them now. So, you're, you're getting complacent, man. You getting too comfortable, man. You think you got this daddy thing on lock? You know, I'm taking, I'm taking the daughter out on these walks, fucking jolly. Come on, man. You got, got get yeah, better okay. every day. Get better every day. Speaking of being complacent, I want to ask you about one Ooh. more thing. I'm sipping on a forty uh, uh, from the other uh, day, uh, 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 I, I've never heard two guys be so enthusiastic about celibacy before. Yeah, so what? So what, man? It's just the way of life, man. It's, it's just taught me that you got to stay to the ground, you know. To walk, okay? okay. <laughs> nah, leave okay. it at that, bro. I'm just trying to stay on the ground so I can walk, okay? You know what I'm saying? We don't got to get into it, though, all right? This ain't celibacy hour with Begsy and Bowen, okay? Come on, okay, man. You know, after, all, after all these chirps, uh, you know, I might be going celibate, too. Uh, yeah, uh, hey, like man, it is what it is, man. It is what it is. It's going to be a celibate network soon enough. <laughs> <laughs> hey, one love, right? And that's friendship. <laughs> <laughs> Silky and filthy, you're home no, for puck talking bullshit. Bonnie's saying that he's uh, he's not having sex until the Canucks win the Stanley Cup. I'm and like, I, I respect that, like, man. I respect that. It's you know what, man. You gotta you gotta love the dude who's gonna be honest from the jump, right? You see all these athletes, all these athletes, right? Every time they win one of those championships, right? Their families by them, crying in the crowd as well. They get interviewed. What do they say? Oh, this is the best moment of my life. I've worked so hard for this. This is the best moment of my life. Yeah, I worked so hard for this, you know? Uh, this is all I ever dreamed of. N nothing could top this. Their family's right beside them. Their children. Nah, they put that championship over their, <laughs> over the birth of their children. It's something else, man. So when I, see when I see Bondi, I'm sorry, talking about how he doesn't want to tell someone that, that he loves them because he hasn't experienced that yet. He wants to know what true love is, and he's waiting for the Canucks to give him that. I respect that, man. I respect that. So what? You're a douchebag, man. 2021, man. Accept it all, baby. Woo! <laughs> yeah, that's love right there. You know, I've uh, I've never known a love as strong yes. as uh, Bondi and the Vancouver Canucks. 100%. Aside from my wife and I until about the last 10 minutes here. Yeah, man. We just tripping. Hey, Begsy, I got to get out of here in five minutes. Do we have any more hockey talk to get through? Because we just spent all this time on Vancouver. But, you know, I appreciate it, man, because I think you heard me, right? You heard my voice. On those episodes, we haven't talked in like a week. I think you heard that I was a little distressed, and you threw out the agenda for this episode, and you just told yourself, I'm going to spend the 30 minutes I have with uh, Kyle here and just check up on him. And the best ways to to really do that with the friend is, you know, have the other person talk, and most importantly, listen. And Begsy, thanks for listening, man.
Uh, I'm all about listening Woo! to you. Know, you got a lot of interesting things to say, a lot of things to get off your chest. Uh, you're an animated guy, and you're on fire tonight. You know, you're a little like you're positive. Maybe I got laid. Yeah. Did, did you get laid? Nah, nah, nah. I'm celibate, man. Forever, man. You know what it is, man. <laughs> we out here, man. Nah, nah, nah. We ain't getting into that, man. It's not. It's not that show. Maybe we'll have another show. You know, I hope that when everything works out for us and we, we retire from the podcasting game, that we could have another show that just for friends and family. It, it just called the truth. We can we can call it Frickin' Friends. Frickin', That'll be the title of the podcast. Frickin' Friends for life. My name Kyle Bowen. That's Trevor Becks. Nothing else. Nothing else in the game. Okay, well, I'll throw more. I'll, I'll throw a couple more overreactions at you. Okay, let's go. Uh, Nils Hoglander, one in the Calder. It's one in the Calder Trophy. I respect the hustle, man. I respect the hustle, the bright light on the West Coast, the best coast of Canada. Yeah, he he he's he's hustling hard. I just don't know if the team is good enough to back such a strong statement up when you got that kid in uh, in in Minnesota. <laughs> Real talk, man. That guy's a scary guy. Scary yeah, Ty game. Smith and the New Jersey Devils, too. He's oh, yeah. uh, looking pretty sick. Like a little mini Quinn Hughes over there. Um, what was the other one? Oh, yeah, American hockey doesn't matter. How much How much have you paid attention to what's going on outside the North of Division? I now, told the people, man. Listeners. I told the people early, man. I ain't doing that. I ain't doing that. Here's the here's thing, man. Here's the thing. We got to talk about, you know, cheering for the best team in Canada. You know, hopefully, we trying to put all our energy towards Vancouver, right? That's all the time I got. And we got that other thing. Connor McDavid. You think I have time? To watch anyone else in the league? The league is stacked. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I'm a, I'm a podcast manager. I should probably watch these games. But I don't got the time. I got the Vancouver Canucks. And, uh, yo, Connor fucking McDavid, man. I know Leon Dreisaitl is sick, too, but that dude is just unreal. Unreal. Yeah, he's a he's an orgasm on ice, that's for sure. Yo, straight uh, up, no bro. You got your good buddy Trevor to check in on the rest of the league with, for you. And man, uh, I'm telling you, you what, you're not, you're not missing much. You're really not. There's not a lot of surprises, not a lot going on, just a lot of COVID, yeah, uh, a lot man. of bullshit Get out well there. Get well soon. Get well soon, world, man. Get well yeah. soon, world. It's. I guess we could maybe end on this note. I, I've been thinking about that a lot, too. You know, getting older, hopefully getting wiser. Who knows, right? Who knows how this thing and this life uh, works? But um, every time I get super emotional about these teams, right, I get pissed off and just say things like, yo, these guys need to practice. I said that. These guys need to practice. Yo, if they heard that... They would just come to the studio, just knock me out. <laughs> practice? You talking about practice? That's a chirp. I was thinking, man, it's 2021. And, yo, these human beings are going through a lot too, man. Just there's, This is just a, a interesting, interesting time in life. And their schedules are off. And, of course, man, they got all the money in the world. And, you know, they're, they're fit and whatnot. But still, man, people going through it, man. People going through it. It's a weird time. And, yeah. Even the richer stressed out in times like these, I mean, you know, that one couple that went to the Yukon and uh, faked to get a vaccine, <laughs> they, were, they were so stressed that they, they committed fraud just to get a vaccine. Those motherfuckers, bad. They hey. were stressed the rich ones. I was thinking about that a lot too, man. Would I do that for my family? And uh, I, just, I would I would try to keep it on the low, you know? <laughs> That's all I'm saying, dude. I know you would I, do it I too, man. I wouldn't rat you out, man. Your secret's safe with me and the listeners. Yeah, I hate, I hate rats, man. I hate snitches, but it is what it is. Conversation for another day. Oh, that was a good one, man. I feel good. I feel lighter, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, no problem, man. I hope uh, you know you have a great evening, morning, night. Yeah, man. I got to keep this work going. Got to record another episode. and Life's good, man. Life's good. Again, man. You got to... Yeah, people, man. You got to let your friends talk, and you got to listen, all right? One love, Begsy. One love. My name Kyle Bowen. Go check out the Nux Misconduct Network wherever you listen to hockey podcasts. And I promise you, yes, I promise you, 
We'll make your hockey life a little bit better. Yo, the quickie, yes, the quickie, the fastest hockey show in the world, just came back. I guess, I guess Begsy's getting tired of hanging out with his daughter, man. This guy's a full-time podcaster again, dude. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, man. I felt, I felt the pressure on the network, you know. Oh, you man. saying, you know, the quickie. Oh, what's happening with the quickie? <laughs> Begsy, if you listen to this, the quickie. You know, I just felt that pressure coming from you, you know. You kind of go between, you know, snapping at hockey players, telling them they need to practice. Then you go back to being like, he's just sports, man. <laughs> yeah. You're all over the place sometimes. But, uh, you I know, know I, man. your message was hurried. You're the podcast manager. Yeah. I'm, I'm here to uh, be managed. So, I'm calling you all out, good. man. Quickie's back. The quickie, the quickie's back. The fastest hockey show in the world. And, man, I just... I just love how articulate you are, you know? I'm trying to I'm trying to do that more this uh this year, be more articulate, but uh again, I'm just Kyle Bound K Y L E B H A W A N. Again, that's Big Daddy Begs. And hey, have a good morning, a good afternoon, a good night. We don't know when you're listening to this, but we yes, we appreciate it. Peace.